Today's arthropod can be found off the coast of your favorite Atlantic Ocean city, or even up in some of its rivers. You better watch out because while it will not bite you, they might give you a little pinch. Can you guess what it is? Today's arthropod can be found in the Atlantic Ocean, up and down the entire east coast of the United States, as well as some places internationally. You might even find it up into some of its rivers. You better watch out because while they do not bite, they might give you a little pinch. Can you guess what it is? Today's adventure takes us to the world of the blue crab. Blue crabs hold a special place in my heart because my family used to go crabbing all the time while I was growing up. And they are beautiful to look at, but they are equally, if not more so, amazing to eat. And I will always cherish these arthropods for the bountiful food that they gave my family and the crab sauce my dad would make with them. So this one's for you, dad. Their scientific name is Kalinectes sapidus. The etymology for this name comes from both Greek and Latin, with the first part of its name, Kali, meaning beautiful, and the second part of its name, Nectes, meaning swimmer. If you have ever seen a crab move in water, then you could understand where this name might have come from. I personally think it's amazing that they spend their lives moving side to side. I can't picture moving any way other than forward. And the second part of its scientific name is the best part. For you see, sapidus means tasty in Latin. And as I told you in the intro, in my opinion, they sure are delicious. And I don't know about you, I just love learning about the etymology of the words. These crabs are native to our East Coast, if you're listening on the East Coast, if it's yours and all the way from Canada down to South America. And while this was the only native population of blue crabs, they can now be found internationally off the coast of Europe. This in initially happened because crabs would be unintentional stowaways on ships who were on transatlantic journeys, um, but they were later also intentionally released into some other waters. These crabs, while an important part of the food chain, as both a predator and a prey item, are also a part of economics. You see, we are the world's leading producer of blue crabs. We sell them around the world to be used as food. And while we do have many different crab species here in Connecticut and the United States as a whole, the blue crab is one of, if not the largest harvested crab, both recreationally and commercially. An additional note of interest is that these crabs have the most value just after they have molted which means they shed their exoskeleton. For you see, it is then that they are what we call soft shell crabs, and they are prime for eating. These can be found in my home state of Connecticut at seafood restaurants during the summer months, and they are just perfect. They are more valuable because it is at this point in their life that their entire exoskeleton can be consumed due to their shell being soft. Now that we have addressed their habitat, and their importance as a food source, let's talk about looks. As their common name suggests, they are partially blue, along the front two claws as well as their legs. Unless we are talking about females, 
in which case you will find the tip of their claws striped with red. The brightness of this blue will vary from crab to crab, but it is a beautiful blue in my opinion. The top of the shell, or carapace, is more of an olive brown with hints of blue speckled in. Their underside is white, and this is their softest and most vulnerable part of their body. It is under here where you will find their apron. No, not the kind you might wear in the kitchen when you cook. It's a very special part. You see, the male's apron is long and pointy and almost looks like the Washington Monument to me, if you've ever seen that or know what it is. Mature females, the ones who are ready to reproduce, have a rounded apron that looks like half of an oval with a small point at the top. To me, it kind of looks like you're looking at an abdomen of a bee that has a stinger. Check out the show notes for some great pictures. When we talk about the size of this crab, we are going to talk about it two ways. Carapace length and carapace width. The width we measure from left to right if you're looking at the crab. It would be from the points on either side of its body. The length would be from the front to the back and is typically half of the width. They get to be about nine inches wide, give or take, from point to point. The front is curved and arches over to those two points that we talked about. And in the back, it kind of tapers down, which means it gets smaller, into a flat back. Our blue crab is a decapod. I just love that word, decapod. And maybe you know that the word deca means ten, so our crabs have ten legs. But not all of these legs look the same or even work the same. The front two legs are actually their claws, which they can use for a variety of reasons, from catching food to protecting themselves. A good lesson here is that if you want to pick up a blue crab, use your thumb and pointer finger and pick them up from the back of the carapace, right where that apron is on the very back, opposite of the claws. We want to keep those fingers safe. The next three pairs of legs are used for walking, with pairs two and three facing forwards towards the claws, and pair four facing backwards. The fifth pair of legs are adapted to act like paddles helping the crab move about. The next part of our story will take us to the reproduction world of the blue crab. I got such valuable information from the University of Michigan's Animal Diversity Web Check it out in my show notes because they were wonderful. The mating of these crabs and what happens to the female afterwards is incredibly interesting. The male species will mate countless times over their lives, while the females will only mate once. After the female has molted for her final time, this is oftentimes called her terminal molt because it's the last time she will do it, she will use pheromones in her urine which is a science word for pee, to attract male crabs. The male crabs will fight over who gets to mate with her until she has molted. Freshly molted, her body is softer and less protective. While her shell is fragile, the males transfer their genetic material to her. The female will store this inside of her shell. Once it all has all been finished, the male will then protect the female until her shell hardens and she can better protect herself. When the females are ready to spawn, 
which just means that they're ready to fertilize the eggs, she will let the male's genetic material mix with her eggs. This can take place anywhere between two to nine months after she mated with the male. She will then lay upwards of eight million eggs, which is crazy to think about, but unfortunately, most of them will not make it to adulthood. The eggs will be protected underneath her body in her apron. During this time, if you were to flip her over and see her, you would think there was a giant sponge poking out of her apron. But this is just a large mass of eggs. These eggs will hatch in about two weeks. The female will protect her young as, for as long as she can, but she'll die pretty soon. Most of these crabs will get eaten as soon as they hatch, if not before. But some might be lucky and live up to three years. Once they are hatched, these blue crabs will go through seven zoles, which you can think about as a life stage. This first stage hatching is called a zoa. They are so tiny that they can't even swim. They just float at the surface while eating microscopic organisms. After a few weeks, they'll molt about seven times and they will reach the next larval stage called a megalopa. They are still tiny here, but look more crab-like. This will last about a week until it molts again and will enter its first crab stage and is called a juvenile crab. These crabs, while slightly smaller, they will start to swim on the ocean floor trying their best to stay hidden. After about 12 to 18 months, the crabs will reach maturity and create more crabs. They are a valuable member of the food chain as they eat smaller species of fish and other crustaceans, but they're also food sources for many animals besides us, like sea turtles and large birds. I just want to thank you for listening to my podcast and for unpacking all of this information every week about what I think are truly amazing creatures. So the next time you're out down at the shore or heading to a river to go crabbing, make sure to appreciate the wonder that is the blue crab before enjoying your tasty treat. And if you've never gone crabbing before, then I truly encourage you to give it a try. Thank you for joining me. And I'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have an arthropod we would love to hear about, want to tell me what you think about the show, or find a mistake, please send me an email at arthropodadventurespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay inquisitive and never stop learning. Your fun fact about me today is that as a STEAM teacher, I give my students a new STEAM or science fact every morning. I like to think it inspires them to think about something new every day. That's why I hope you choose to listen to this podcast.